I'm standing outside Brooks and Scones on Larchmont trying to get the Pasadena edition of the We Are LA Tech podcast done. And I just wanted to thank you guys for your patience. It actually takes me 40 hours to edit a podcast episode. I know it's incredible. You guys think it's a super fast process, but I am self-taught. So I appreciate you bearing with me. You can support the podcast by going to wearelatech.com slash support. That is how we are able to sustain this thing. Thank you to Harry. Thank Thank you to Mark. Thank you to all of you who have become patrons. It means so much to me. I see, I see your contribution come through and I get all giddy and excited that you guys are loving listening to the podcast as much as I'm loving making it. And the intent is truly to be a weekly podcast, but I can only hand on one human being. So I will get as many episodes out as humanly possible, aiming to get one out every single week. Love you guys. Enjoy the Pasadena edition. Here it is. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. I'm super excited because this is the Pasadena edition of the We Are LA Tech podcast. And the reason why we're all sitting here together is because Isaac and Matthew have their companies in Pasadena. When I think of Silicon Beach or if I think of LA startups, I don't automatically think Santa Monica, but I am, of course, well aware that Santa Monica is dominant right now for startup. But now I feel actually Pasadena is next up. People keep tweeting, We Are LA Tech, where are the co-working spaces in Pasadena? I hear startups or getting office space in Pasadena. Cross campus is coming into town and Idea Lab is in Pasadena. So let's get into what are your companies and why Pasadena? Sure. So I'm Matthew Goldman. I'm the founder and CEO of Wallaby Financial. So Wallaby is a financial services technology company. We help consumers to better understand and manage how they spend money on their credit cards so that they can earn more rewards, avoid more fees, and generally save money. And I'm Isaac Garcia, co-founder and CEO of Central Desktop. Tell me, what is this magical... technology you provide? (laughs) So we are uh, Central Desktop. We provide a collaboration platform for marketers and for agencies. That's not necessarily how we started, but over the past three or four years, we've been focused on helping marketers, creative professionals, and agencies manage that chaos that happens during the creative process, both before and after a campaign begins and ends. Um, And why did you choose Pasadena? So when we started the company, my co-founder is actually down in Orange County, and uh, we just knew that Orange County isn't necessarily Irvine, the tech hub that Pasadena really could be or should be. And um, whenever we started the company, it was kind of a no-brainer to say, well, we're going to do it in Pasadena instead of Irvine. What inspired you to create Wallaby? So I've been in fintech before. I've always been fascinated with fintech, even though it's probably one of the worst places to start a company. And for those people that don't know what Uh, fintech is... Financial services technology is fintech. (laughs) So I've been interested in financial services technology for a long time. It's a terrible place to have a company because it's regulated and you have to work with very, very slow-moving banks as customers and things. But I really like it. I worked at Green Dot, which is another one of the really big... Pasadena companies. It's one of LA's unicorns. They went public for over a billion dollars in 2010. Although, again, most people don't know about it. Sequoia Capital Back. They just like don't do public relations and tech. They do it for their customers. So I worked at Green Dot. I really enjoyed that. And then I went to work at yellowpages.com and kind of left financial services behind 
But while I was there, I found that I was having trouble managing my own credit cards. I've always traveled a ton in my business career, and I had six credit cards at the time. I was trying to you know, get my points back and save every dollar, as, as you do, and realized it was really hard and went looking for a product that could help me do that and found basically things that I thought were terrible and decided I would start my own to solve that problem. I felt like it was a really big opportunity and that coming from Green Dot, which is focused on the financially underserved, there was an opportunity to help everyday Americans who do have credit cards and don't just have some big line on an Amex to save a meaningful amount of money. And we can save an average family a couple hundred dollars a year. So that really drove us to start Wallaby, which we started in January of 2012. Pasadena was where startups in LA were originally in the in the 90s, Idealab has been here for 20 years or something. Big companies like eHarmony and City Search and what is now YellowPages.com and Overture, which you know became part of Yahoo, are all Pasadena companies originally. Those companies didn't stay in the area and become really big and go public and then keep hiring and spinning companies off. And so as they sold or got purchased by some big owner, they got moved. Like City Search moved to Hollywood and Overture moved to Burbank and it kind of dispersed. And a lot of those people still live here and that's what's creating this next wave in, in large part, but it's all just kind of coming full circle in, in the way people who live here think about it. It's so interesting because I actually had no idea this huge company started in Pasadena. Nobody knows that because the people in Santa Monica haven't been in LA long enough or right. they just don't come here. So history is a little bit lost, right? There's a bunch of like people in their 40s who are great technologists who live here who work at those companies very, very early on. And they're obviously not going to like parties with red cups in Santa Monica, right? Not to devalue those, <laughs> but they're just not. They have kids and all that kind of stuff and they stay over here. And so people kind of, there's this, this just disjointed thing going on, even though a lot of these people are working at other companies here and they're not participating in the same events. And so there's been this kind of lack of awareness, right? And I think Pasadena also has been bad about talking about itself, but it just hasn't been as big. And it's not, the companies here are not like MySpace was, right? It's just, it's not social networking that you find in, in Pasadena. And so that produces less media or more, less press because it's more B2B and things like that that just are in different kind of awareness levels. Are you saying that Pasadena is a little bit more serious about doing business? Well, I don't know if it's more serious than anywhere else, but I definitely would say that there's um, a lot of institutional knowledge here that continues to be tapped, but people are unaware of it. And as a, for an example, we're sitting in the center of three different big, um, large institutions. Caltech is right down the street, MIT of the West. We think about Art Center, which is right around the corner where some of the greatest artists, producers, car designers, directors, film um, filmmakers are, are located. And you have JPL right around the corner where you have Mars Rover and the greatest NASA technology happening literally in Pasadena where it's controlled, managed, um, and spread around the world uh, right from Pasadena. That actually creates a big complement to the culture that already exists in Pasadena of having pretty bright engineers you're able to pull a lot of talent from. Offering something that's different than institutional places where people might go to retire, they can jump over into a startup and have a different sort of um, experience that they might not have experienced inside of something like NASA. So I think it's kind of the mixing of both worlds that kind of brings the advantage. A lot of times they talk about how in LA we don't have that those that many leaders. So that's why LA supposedly hasn't established itself for being successful in the startup space because we don't have leaders. But you're sharing that there are leaders in the startup space and, and there, people just don't know about them. And there are successes. I think when people say that it just means they haven't done their research or they don't really know what they're talking about, kind of, to be, to be frank about it. I mean, everyone says, when will we have our next billion dollar exit or what have been the biggest exits? And they go and they say, wow, Maker, it's like the biggest thing you ever had. And Maker is a huge success. But just the year before, Cornerstone On Demand went public for a billion. And the year before that, Green Dot went public for a billion. But they're not in 
like the sexiest of tech things, right? Cornerstone does HR software. Green Dot makes prepaid debit cards for people who make very, very little money, right? That's not what tech people want to talk about. It's not what TechCrunch talks about. I remember the day we went public at Green Dot. I mean, I wasn't there anymore, but TechCrunch wrote this article and said, wow, Sequoia just had a company go public for a billion dollars, and we've never written about them. How'd we miss it, right? So if publications that are solely focused on this are going to miss it, then certainly the people here do too. And I think there is a huge amount of success and a huge amount of leaders, and you just have to go find them. I mean, how do we find these people? And that's one thing we've been doing here in Pasadena is trying to create a better community. So now I've been able to meet people like, whether it's Isaac himself or others, you know, the people who started Overture, right? Which that's kind of a famous story, but people don't even know who those those people are because they're not writing books, right? They're not Peter Thiel writing a book and going on CNN and talking about crazy stuff because, like, they're not trying to be celebrities. They're just trying to be great technologists. I think one of the things about marketing is that there's people who market to the tech community, right? Like, I want to be on TechCrunch. I want to be at Disrupt. I want to do all these things, right? Versus companies that are great at marketing. Like, Green Dot is great at marketing to their target audience, but tech workers are not their target audience. Green Dot Mm -hmm. spent millions on TV as it has number one brand recognition in its space, but you're not at home watching Judge Judy, which is where Green Dot's target market is, so you don't see a Green Dot ad ever, right? So interesting. So they're wonderful marketers. That's one of those things. And I would would say any business to be truly successful has to be good at marketing. I'm sure Cornerstone is very successful with whatever they do to get to HR managers. To their customers. But most people are not HR managers, and, and they've chosen not to go spend their dollars on being cool with tech. Now, there's disadvantages that, right? I think they've always had trouble with recruiting and things because, like, the reason my company cares whether we're in TechCrunch or not is because it helps with recruiting. Mm-hmm. But what I really care about is being in Money Magazine because I want to reach regular consumers who care about their finances, not people who are engineers in Santa Monica. Like, that's just not relevant to right. me. They're also not going to drive over here and work for me, so they're just not in my universe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that, Matthew, entirely. I, I think that's what we're trying to do in Pasadena as well is um, kind of fill that gap of knowing that the people are here, the companies are here, the technology is here, the forward thinking is here, but what's missing has been kind of a community. And maybe it's been loosely knit and, you know, both Matthew and I are big advocates of trying to uh, tie it up a bit tighter. Done, I've, st- I've done three companies here in California so far. I don't think it would have happened in South Texas where I'm from. When we mention these great institutions you can pull talent from or that represent forward thinking like Caltech and uh, Jet Propulsion Lab and Art Center, they're pulling talent from all around the world and all around um, the country. And that draw is coming here to Southern California, specifically to Pasadena, which I think gives us a leg up and kind of validates the thesis of the opportunities that I think California brings. I love it. I mean, one thing that we've brought up a couple times is that it's hard to find these companies that are doing well, that aren't promoting themselves to TechCrunch. People are listening right now. And how do they find these companies to be inspired by? And how does even San Francisco see, yes, we're, we're a city to be taken seriously? Where do we look? Yeah, so I think that's one of the things that we've been doing here. We So we looked at what exists up north, and we looked at things like Boulder, right? Where When you the, say we, you mean Wallaby, right? No, sorry. I mean the Pasadena crew. So okay. here in Pasadena, we have put together over the last 18 months a group of like-minded kind of concerned citizens, if you will, founded by... Volunteers. Volunteers, founded by Andy Wilson, who has a company called Rexter and is a former VC, and a guy named Mike Giardello, who, speaking of really big companies in LA no one's heard of, it's a company called Materia, which has raised more than $100 million, is a spin-out of Caltech Nobel Prize-winning 
chemical catalyst technology. Like, I don't understand it, but they build plastics or something. Who knows? Those guys said, look, we, we need to build this community because we love it here. We live here. Our companies are here and it helps us create a better community. And they reach out to all of us. And that's how we all got to know each other. And we've just done really basic stuff trying to learn from what other communities have done, like Boulder and like what exists in the Valley, right? So we have a website. I mean, it's that simple. And we have a big list of all the companies on there. And we try to do a census and we try to do events and say, hey, let's just get together. Every Friday morning, there's a coffee meetup. And whether you go or not, you know it's a place you can go, right? And just for people to start connecting, because you might want to promote yourself within your neighborhood and say, here's a cool company, and I want to recruit people and know people and get help from other CEOs without the kind of press that you're trying to do when you go to like a magazine, right? It's much more friendly because we all just need people who are doing the same thing as we are to get together with. And Pasadena has that kind of small town feel. It's only like 150,000 people or something who live here. I'm from an even smaller town than Isaac. My hometown only has 18,000 people. And it actually feels like that here. So you have all the big city advantages, but I do run into people at the grocery store and on the street. And that makes for a great community feel, which allows you to actually like foster things and build things out. Can you walk everywhere in Pasadena? If you're in the Old Town area, you absolutely can. And we have the Gold Line, so that kind of helps bring things together. The Gold Line is the train line. Is the Metro Like the rail, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so my co-founder, Todd, he lives downtown and takes the Gold Line and gets off a block away right here and walks to the office. Part of the reason this office space works is because people can take the train. They can take the freeway. Like, it's centrally located. There are, like, 100 restaurants within, like, a half mile of this building that we're in. So people can go out. They can eat things. They can go shopping. They can go to movies. They can go to bars. Like, Old Town is more vibrant at night then even during the day, it's a great place to be. And that's attractive for people who want to work at companies. How are the events in Pasadena? Are there a lot right now? I mean, in Santa Monica, we have a billion every night. Now you have to start making choices of what you want to go to because there's so many options. Would you say the same thing is happening in Pasadena? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we're trying to do as part of the Innovate Pasadena group is there's a lot of events that are already happening. And tell me a little bit more about Innovate Pasadena. We are a group of entrepreneurs, volunteer entrepreneurs and uh, technologists that are trying to build more awareness around technology, entrepreneurship and design that's always happening all around us. But building all that awareness together. We're also coordinating events, getting on a single calendar, creating a website. There's a website now, innovatepasadena.org. And you'll see a list of all the companies, a calendar, you know, working on job boards and other things like that to build more awesome. awareness to be able to find people here in Pasadena. Currently, are there no co-working spaces in Pasadena? Um, I think there's um, a couple of informal ones, and I don't want to be disrespectful of them. I don't know who they are. Um, there's no one like across campus that is technology-focused, driven around um, building a community around it as well. So interesting. And and that's actually, again, a part of Innovate Pasadena. So we we quickly said, what are some of the infrastructure things that we don't have as a community, right? And we said, like, we don't have enough buildings with high-speed internet access. We don't have enough wet lab space, which is, again, very kind of scientific in this area. And we, and we don't have co-working facilities. And the City Economic Development Department and people from Innovate Pasadena, we sat down with all the co-working companies and said, here's why Pasadena. And that is what ultimately resulted in, you know, Dan and Ronan saying, yeah, we want to go ahead and make that investment. And they're going to have a bigger facility here in Pasadena than they have in Santa Monica. And they're not the only one. There is another one that is planned to open another building later in 2015 as well, right? So we're going to see that that boom, right, of space. So this building, the reason I'm in here, the reason Cross Campus is going to be in here, the reason Isaac... Wait, is Cross Campus going to be in this building? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. This is going to be... And this block, because the landlord on, on of this 
building and the three next and the three it's a like a group and the landlord of the building south they're both tech guys right one is like one of the original tech guys in Pasadena and then Rising Realty owns this building you know they're like tech aware landlords you might say are saying well we want startups and we're going to invest in fiber optics and we're going to invest in having spaces that are cool for startups to be in this space if you saw this before i know podcast listeners can't see it but it's classic classically industrial startup with white walls and exposed ceilings and all that stuff. It used to look like an accountant's office from 1980, three months ago. And they're investing in those changes. And that's going to create this nexus of people working together, just like you have at Rock in Santa Monica or on 3rd Street. One of the owners of this building is David Sachs, the uh, founder of uh, Yammer, which got acquired by Yahoo. I used to use Yammer. Microsoft. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you always use Yammer. Yeah, Microsoft acquired him for a cool billion and um, one of David Sachs' visions was um, he has a soft spot for Pasadena, and he believes that this building will be part of that nexus that's being created in the Pasadena area. I don't think the level of events is as high as it is in Santa Monica. There are a lot of things going on, but there's not three things a night. I've got something going on every night this week that's related to Pasadena event in well, some capacity. Isaac is more popular than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think, it's, I think Santa Monica still has ultimately more events, and it's probably a bigger community. I mean, that's not to say that there isn't stuff going on. I think some of the differentiations, Pasadena has more stuff during the day or in the morning. I, I mean, there's this famous thing about everyone in Pasadena being older, and I think that's probably a little bit true. I don't know that that's really true. It's just Santa Monica has more of the beach town thing going on. But there are a lot of events every week with a hackathon and like a Rails Girls event and a bunch of cool stuff. And we're doing a week, at like a summit and panels and Envision Summit. And it's much more, it's, it's a lot like Silicon Beach fest that event is very distributed a lot of different organizations involved and what innovate passing and tries to do is coordinate that but just help people recognize that those things are going on right there's a bunch of different meetups that live and have been here for years in the san gabriel valley area that if you're not you know friends with whoever started you may not know and we're trying to make all that stuff aware but i know if we've reached kind of the fever pitch of santa monica there's certainly fewer kind of of those corporate type parties that go on, right, where some law firm is like, hey, we're going to just throw a party at our place and everyone should come. I think there's a little bit less of that because we have fewer of those things headquartered here. Right. right? We don't have a big VC fund headquartered <sighs> here. We don't have three big law firms that also are in San Francisco headquartered here. I mean, those guys work here and we know them and people use them as their law firms, but there is some of that geographical difference going on. How do we unite the different areas to start working together? Isaac, do you have any suggestions? And You mean across the LA basin? Yeah, I mean so what, whenever you have to have a car to get yeah, yeah. I mean, that's inevitable um i think but one of the things that we've sort of um in sort of drawing up our vision for innovate pasadena was definitely around the idea that we want to be inclusive it's not about competing with silicon valley it's not about competing with silicon beach it's not competing with hollywood it's about making sure that we're building awareness and inviting everyone to these sort of events um, while it's called Innovate pasadena as the kind of group that's pulling together this awareness we're absolutely aware that you know, the technology community is bigger than us. It's part of all of L.A. Um, and I think it starts with awareness and simple invite. It's not exclusive to Pasadena. And I think that's an important part of our message. That's awesome. And you guys know that um, for a comprehensive calendar of all L.A. tech events, you can go to wearelatech.com and see everything going on everywhere. But I think it's really cool, especially that you said Innovate L.A. is creating a Pasadena-specific calendar, right? On yeah, Innovate, Innovate Pasadena has a... Um, 
Pasadena specific calendar. And I think that's awesome. I feel with the calendar, that's how people are uniting. Mm -hmm. It's like that initial starting point and to bring more attention to what's happening in Pasadena. And so people have more options because quite frankly, you're, you know, a lot of people listening right now, your startup entrepreneur, maybe they're moving to Los Angeles and they don't know where, what the options are of where to live. And they think their only option is to pay for a $2,000 place by the beach in Santa Monica. (laughs) And I think there's just more options, right? In, in Pasadena. There are, and there are companies, I mean, companies move. So we just had a couple of companies, one from further inland, kind of an advertising tech agency, Echo Factory moving into Pasadena. We have Privlo, which just raised a bunch of money. They're in Culver City. They're moving to Pasadena. And I'm sure vice versa. I'm sure people move out of Pasadena too, right? LA is a, is a big place and there's different needs, but you can decide where you want to be. If you live downtown, you can maybe, you know, work or go to places in both. And I think nobody wants to have to drive every night, but that means you'll still drive sometimes. There's still events that Pasadena people go to in Santa Monica and vice versa. For, for Wallaby, we started, uh, we were in Mucker Labs first class. So our first three months, we were in Santa Monica, and almost all of our classmates kept their companies in Santa Monica, but we wanted to be here, and so maybe we miss out on some impromptu happy hours, but we have our own with the companies here, right? And it's it's all one big thing, and it just is about helping people find the events that speak best to them. And just so they have an idea, how far is it from Pasadena to Santa Monica, and depending on the time of day, obviously? So the distance between Pasadena and Santa Monica is 22 miles. It can take 40 minutes at like 10.30 a.m. Three hours. Or three hours at <laughs> 5 p.m., right? So I think you really have to scoot out. Like if I have a, an event in Santa Monica at 6 p.m., I have a Santa Monica day. I go mid-morning. I have meetings. I catch up with people. Same thing. Because I just don't want to spend time in the car, right? Totally. But unless you're listening to podcasts. Unless I listen to podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it looks like one of one of uh, the guys who works here at Wallaby, he lives over on the west side, west of the 405. So he's doing a reverse commute. You know, it's long, but it's survivable. He does it every day, right? Uh, maybe he listens to podcasts. I'll tell him to. But, you know, you can do those things. You can cross over, and people do all the time. I will say in all seriousness, um, living in LA, we kind of understand that there's a lot of driving involved. And I, uh, since discovering podcasts, I do listen to podcasts and it makes the drives a lot easier. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, at least I didn't even consider this a podcast and it is, and I'm sure you guys listen to it too, NPR. Yes. I mean, everybody listens to NPR and NPR is on the podcast app and listening to Snap or or This American Life or, you know, it's just... It's, it makes the time go by because it is brutal driving. It's brutal. <laughs> but I think it's funny, too, because people knock L.A. for that. And that's just true everywhere else, right? So up north, they, they love to make fun of us down here. But, like, I have had meetings in the valley and in the city on the same day. That takes an hour at least, right? I mean, it's actually further, right? San Jose to the city of San Francisco is 45 miles Right, so that's an hour in good traffic, let alone otherwise. And then in New York, like, so one thing my, my co-founder Todd always mentions, he used to live in Brooklyn and work in Manhattan at a startup. His commute on the New York subway was longer than his commute here on the LA light rail. And it's all above ground. He can, you know, get on oh. cell phone calls or Wi-Fi, or whatever, right? So there's, there's actually, it's not as bad as people like to think it is. That's just a perception. Right. So what are, let's get into what are some of the, um, LA startups based in Pasadena that you guys are really excited about. I'm excited about Isaac's company. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. I'm excited about Wallaby. (laughs) We have a lot of great companies that are in the area. Um, I know one of the most recent ones from a funding perspective that people like to draw attention to would be um, a company called MetaCloud, which does um, OpenStack software for people that want to host 
websites so and like, data. It's like building your own internal Amazon Web Services cloud go. on your own hardware. And actually, so today they it got announced that Cisco is buying them. So again, that's like a company that raised twenty five million dollars right in the yeah. last three years. Just had a great exit to Cisco, whatever that size is, and um, didn't see you know a thing so far yet on kind of other publications in LA, right? Like yeah. it's just kind of or again, Tech Crunch. Or, yeah. It was on Tech Crunch. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh. So, it was on no, Tech Cisco. Um, they'll write about anybody. Though. They'll write about anybody. So, they got to pump out the, the articles on that thing these days. I mean, the other company that everyone has their eyes on right now is a company called OpenX, which is an advertising platform. And everyone is really hoping that those guys uh, finally make it out to IPO. That's been the rumor for a while. And um, everyone's rooting and hoping that we can have another sort of pillar of a company that can stay rooted in Pasadena as they go through the IPO process. Yeah, and they have a lot of kind of that point about uh, classic, you know, people in this ecosystem or mentors, right? So the guy who started OpenX, Tim, he was at Overture back in the day, right? So that's somebody who's been here, stayed here, started another company, got very successful. And their president, uh, John Gentry, who's was also at Overture, was at Green Dot, was at Spot Runner, which is kind of a famous flame out story, but was a really big deal on the West Side Wait, for a Spot while. Spot Runner, yes, advertising company, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember Spot Runner, JC. If you're listening, Spot, and couldn't you get commercials? Like yeah, short it, was, commercials it was for on. buying commercials on cable and small amounts electronically. I worked with Spot Runner with my sports company. Man, I haven't heard that <laughs> yeah. in a so, long time. <laughs> and there's a lot of, I mean, Spot Runner was really big briefly, right? So um, a lot of people worked there. Pasadena in the based? No, oh, no. It, was, it was on the west side. Oh. But, but again, like, so John Gentry is the president of OpenX now. He was the president of Spot Runner. Oh, right? So okay, it just okay. speaks to, I think, how that community comes together, right? Someone who's worked in Pasadena and on the west side, and he lives on the west side and, and back and forth, right? That's kind of the whole nature of things. You know, it's it's very interconnected, I think, and it is about that cycle of people starting companies again time after time. There's um, a variety of companies in the area that, you know, technology, but oftentimes um, San Francisco area or Santa Monica area won't think about them, is that there's a variety of biotech companies that are solving really big problems. Uh, I know people in the building that I'm currently in, I'm, I'm about to move into this building that we're sitting in right now, but um, the building that I'm currently in, there's at least two companies that, you know, they're building... Um, Enzymes and, and curing cancer, um, things that really in the tech world we tend to take for granted, I think, that there's a big community of biotech that's driving a lot of Pasadena right now as well. I, can, I could be totally ignorant in saying this, but I haven't heard so much success, like true quality, solid success in L.A. startups outside Pasadena now. <laughs> so now I'm starting to wonder because I hear there's a lot of hype in start, yes. right? There's so much hype. So with Santa Monica, there's a new person with another mobile app or web app every single day. It's a thing. There's pitches and demos and everything. I mean, it is hyped up. But at, from all those people, how many people are really getting acquired or raising money or like building a huge team? I mean, when you think about it, you're like, oh, Snapchat or something, right? Well, I don't know what the actual data breakdown is on where there's more exits or whatever. I think I think a lot of people don't announce stuff, right? There's a lot of reasons why exits don't get announced, right? There's a lot of reasons why fundings don't get announced, right? I have this kind of uh, truism, right, which is that crunch-based data is always wrong. Like, no matter what it is, it's not what a company's ever actually raised or who's actually working there. And, and people write all these reports and they say, wow, look at Santa Monica. I mean, so I had this discussion, to go back to Mike from Materia, who's one of the Innovate Pasadena founders, and I said, Mike, you know, one of the reasons people know about Pasadena is that you're not on crunch-based, 
and you've raised all this money. And he goes, what's Crunchbase, right? It's just no. he, he's not in this space. He's not in consumer tech. He doesn't care. It's irrelevant, right. right? And he hires people from Caltech and Harvey Mudd, and they all are chemists, and they're building amazing stuff, and they sell you know, these catalysts or whatever to, to Dow Chemical. And I mean, it's a really big deal and it's an awesome facility that they have here. But what we do is irrelevant. So we, we are trying to help people understand how that data is relevant because it's how people evaluate, you know, what's the number one startup economy in the world or whatever. But it's a lot about that, you know, to go back to that whole idea around targets and, right. and what people are knowledgeable about. I think here you and all over you don't hear about all the success stories, um, but there's a lot of amazing things that have come out of the San Gabriel Valley that are very quiet. Another example from a few years ago is Mezzamedia. So the guys who started that, they were part of the Overture team. They started this coupon mountain site, which was, you know, affiliate right. links and stuff. They angel funded it, you know, friends and family. They never raised VC. They sold it for like $350 million to Whoa. value click, right? I mean, just massive Did home Did they angel run. fund it from L.A.? Yes, mostly, okay. I think. Yeah, it was, it was, it was all, um, they bootstrapped most of it. Um, yeah, I mean, they made yeah. some money in Overture, so it was yeah. you know very like very very tightly held. Um, I think I think in total they raised maybe two or three million dollars, right, including their own money, and they turned into this huge win. But they're very quiet, unassuming guys. I mean, there's some very nice cars involved. I think you could say, but, <laughs> absolutely, you know. And they and they fund other companies as well. They have a Jubo Capital, which is kind of a small fund that they do out here. That again, people aren't really aware of, but they're not. Again, writing a book like they're not trying to be Peter Thiel, right? They just—it's a very different ethos, and and I, but I think there are a lot of huge successes here, and I think that data that people rely on, like Crunchbase, also doesn't go back far enough, right? It doesn't go back to when GoTo turned into Overture and went public for over a billion. It doesn't go back to City Search. It doesn't go back to eHarmony because those exits are actually so long ago. But that's still part of the heritage here, and it's part of the heritage for all of LA, right? Because those people who were at those companies, the very early ones, are now all over. And, and there's and there's cycles. So when I worked at yellowpages.com, which is one of the largest internet advertising companies you've never really thought about, they do over a billion dollars in digital ad revenue. They're based in Glendale. They have like 800 people, private equity owned. Um, you know, a lot of people who work there are like former Yahoo slash former Overture, you know, spot runner, whatever. And, and people go through there and then they disperse again. Uh, the guy who runs NFL.com, which is based in Culver City, again, something you might not think of as like a tech unit because it's owned right. by the NFL, but it's a huge operation. Former YP guy before that eBay, right? It's a very big <laughs> ecosystem. Genuinely had no idea. Yeah. I, when I thought Pasadena, I thought of Bill Gross. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my vision. He's still a, a mainstay. He's and, the grand, not yeah. to make Bill Gross feel old, but he's like the grandfather yeah. of it all, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and Idealab is the... Talk like, about Bill Gross so, and Idealab. So a couple yeah. things. So, I mean... I always think this is funny. So the Rose Bowl, which is here, I've been here for 103 years, it's called the granddaddy of them all. It's the first bowl game for college football, right? Going way, way back. And we always say ID Lab is the granddaddy of all the incubators and accelerator, right? It's been around for 20 years. Bill Gross, who was a Caltech graduate, had this concept that if you got enough smart people together, you could churn through ideas much faster. You could get funding for the concept of having a lot of ideas and incubating them rather than having to go raise money individually by project by project one at a time. And so they have this facility that's two blocks away that is just filled with new companies all the time, churning through them. Some some go on and raise outside funding and become huge, like ultimately go to, which kind of predates Idealab almost. It's, it's a little fuzzy to me. You'd have to ask the it's historians. Kind of yeah. But a lot of those things came out of Idealab and went on to become huge successes on their own, and of course there are companies that don't go anywhere, right? But right. That, that same ethos is being kind of carried forward in addition to Idealab with um, the Design Accelerator. 
um, at the um, Arts Center in Pasadena, where they're funding with angel placements. Um, they're overseeing the funding of small new ideas that are coming out of the of around design and tech from the Arts Center, which is um, it's in its second year now, I think. And just yes. and and no, and that's one of the things. So so the Design Accelerator, which is actually physically inside Idea Lab, this yep. shows you the the kind of interconnections. Yep. They just brought on a new kind of uh, director or managing partner, whatever you want to however they would call it, to, to run kind of class two and beyond, Mark Goodstein, who was the founding executive of Go2. And that's that whole circle coming together of how startups are generational, right? And that's what you see in the Valley as well, right? The people who gave money to Google originally had successful startups who then people leave Google and start more startups, right? And that's what it takes for an ecosystem really to survive in the long term. Yeah. Yeah, watch out for Pasadena. Absolutely. We're dominating the world. <laughs> so how can people find you uh, at Central Desktop, at Wallaby? How? What's the best way if somebody wanted to reach out and uh, they have more questions about Pasadena or Innovate Pasadena? Yeah. What's the Innovate Pasadena Twitter. Yeah, so um, you can um, learn everything at innovatepasadena.com or innovatepasadena.org. Um, see the directory of other companies that are um, listed here in Pasadena. There's a there's a mail list that people yeah. should get. It's like twice a month. It's yeah. got all the summaries of events. That's, I think, a huge kind of communication tool. With Innovate right? Pasadena. With Innovate Pasadena. That's you just so go cool. to the site. There's a subscribe button in the top right. Their Twitter is, is actually at Innovat Pasadena because we ran out of characters, so there's no E because yeah. Twitter has rules like that. <laughs> um, you know, for, for me, we're at Wallaby Card uh, on Twitter, and I always like to say, like, I'm really easy to find my email address. It's not a secret, but it's just Matthew at Wallaby. But, you know, I'm... I'm always very cryptic. Very cryptic. <laughs> I always say, like, if people call and ask for my email address, they shouldn't, you know, they should be doing more work. But, uh, you know, it's really, it's, I think we try to make ourselves open because we want to build this community. We know it has dividends for us, right, in the long term. Right. You can reach us at centraldesktop.com. And my email address is actually even easier than yours, Matthew. It's CEO at centraldesktop.com. So nice. Cool. You need to thank you. Right we need to thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Esprit, thanks for having Matthew and I here on this. This has been a lot of fun. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you. No, seriously, thank you guys for taking the time. I um, I've been most generally, I've been really inspired by this conversation, and I think coming in today, uh, like as I mentioned before, I when I thought Pasadena, I just thought Bill Gross, and I did, and I felt this energy happening in Pasadena. I have to admit. Uh, you know, Matthew's been writing and saying, hello, there's it's like something going on in Pasadena you need to be aware of. And I've been getting a lot of other emails um, via We Are LA Tech about Pasadena. But it wasn't until this conversation that I'm like, whoa, Pasadena. And I'm really excited. And I feel like I feel like this is even more of a reason that all of our little hubs need to unite and become one because we've become that much stronger. Thank you to Tech Zulu and Digital LA for always supporting me and the community and being the best we can possibly be. And thank you to Jay Hoffman Live for creating the beat you heard at the beginning and end of this podcast. 